Hello and welcome to IOSH Magazine's podcast series. These podcasts will feature exclusive interviews with industry experts, behind-the-scenes discussions with members, and conversations with future leaders of the health and safety profession. Workplaces have changed beyond recognition in the last few decades, and they will continue to change and evolve. Health and safety professionals are in a position within businesses to influence their culture. This includes equality and diversity. I'm delighted to welcome two of our IOSH future leaders to the podcast today, Adam Gorn and Tom Elsom. Welcome, guys. So let's start with the basics. What is EDI? I think when we talk about EDI, we're talking about equality, diversity and inclusion and the initiatives around those that can help within a workplace. Um, I think equality is about making sure that everyone has equal opportunities and that they're not discriminated against because of different characteristics they might display. Diversity is about respecting, recognizing and valuing the differences we see in people. And inclusion is making sure that everyone has opportunities, especially those who are tend to be marginalized or could even be isolated. Maybe Adam, you could talk about the nine characteristics that we're talking about. So the nine protected characteristics, these are recognised in law. So it is something that you can't ignore and it's something that we have to do, not only, I guess, really because the law says so, but because morally it's important as well. So the nine protected characteristics include age, disability, gender reassignment, marriage and civil partnerships, pregnancy and maternity, race, religion or belief, sex and sexual orientation and these are really important and they do describe everybody and they have massive impact on our culture. Tom how do these present challenges for the health and safety practitioner? Well I think in a safety role we can do a lot of things and say a lot of things in the name of what's safest but that means that with safety being our priority we could begin to ignore or not consider in our decision making things like equality, diversity and inclusion. We could easily use safety as an unnecessary justification for not considering those sorts of things. And that could mean that we could end up indirectly discriminating against a certain group. Can we talk about PPE training tasks, invisible disabilities perhaps? Certainly within the safety world, we have to obviously, again, provide lots of different equipment and resources for our workers. And it is important that we make sure that it is actually useful to them so that they can safely do their job. So in particular around PPE, we know that at the moment, there's a lot of problems in that it's essentially made for men or male workers, and it doesn't recognize sort of a female worker who may be a different size, a different build. And so often it is inappropriate that, you know, the safety boots that they can get are much bigger sizes or their kind of actual, you know, high visibility jackets that sort of swamp people and actually make the job difficult to move around in. So as safety professionals, we do need to recognize these things and we do need to take action to make sure that if we're saying in our risk assessments that these people need the equipment, that we make sure it is appropriate for the work that they're doing. I think it's also about kind of recognizing what it is that each individual needs. So again asking the question about why is it that's going to be making your job easy but also then making sure that we can resource it and make sure that it is readily available as well rather than suggesting make do amend with something we should be making sure if somebody is employed that they're actually taking 
um, the equipment that they need as soon as they start. Um, I think we also need to look at other things around kind of invisible disabilities so that it, we need to recognize that physical disabilities and what that means for the workers and how they may be doing the role or again with PPE, whatever things they'll need. But as we recognize now that a lot of illnesses are coming from poor work practices of the past about how we then move forward and make sure that any invisible disability, so for example, something with the lungs, we're actually then making sure that we don't actually cause any more harm to anybody. So I think there's a lot more that we can do as OSH professionals by just speaking to the workers and making sure that they've got the things that they need. We we want to be champions of well-being within a workplace, particularly health, and we think of mental health as one of those primary invisible disabilities or invisible things that people have got going on. And we want to make sure that any change that we as a safety professional, we've got a lot of influence within a, a business, anything that we're bringing in isn't going to be causing undue stress on individuals because of the decisions we make. And that not only affects maybe an aging workforce, we've got to consider how we can make sure we keep them safe while not just reverting back to the fact that, well, it's probably safer if they weren't in the workplace. We need to be practical about this, so that we can take those steps to make sure we're including everyone. Everyone gets uh, an equal go and equal resources at, at everything so that we can make sure that we've got a diverse workforce that still can work practically and safely, but ultimately we're all together as a, as a team. And how can health and safety policies and procedures help? I think with that one, it's about how we write our policies and make sure that we actually think about everybody in the whole organisation, not necessarily those uh, who we kind of expect to be on the cold face of it. I think what we've got to do is consider the organisation in terms of what's going to be its future. So horizon scanning, for example, but also that we, we don't sort of put something in place that's going to affect one group which then may affect and adversely affect another group so we need to make sure that we're really understanding what it is that the the job and role is for our workers but also what is going to be in the future so again it's about how we work with management and understand what is it that they're looking to do in the future what growth is it that they're looking to do are they again looking at any particular new infrastructure so how will that affect the workers and also any new equipment and make sure it's as safe as possible for them but also again recognizing the differences in our workers yeah i think that's really interesting it kind of brings in the concept of equity in the discussion of equality that we want to make sure that regardless or considering those circumstances that everyone has the resources and opportunities they need so that everyone can reach that equal outcome and so when we're thinking about policies and procedures we as an OSH professional have got a goal in mind. That's why we set a certain policy or we set a certain procedure. So we, we get to the end goal and we want to make sure that everyone along that way can reach that goal without being adversely affected by something we do or we uh, don't do. And what about recruitment? Well, I think this again is an area where an OSH professional could forget to consider equality, diversity and inclusion. When we get involved as OSH professionals in the recruitment process, it's often to ensure that any roles that are safety critical or roles where somebody's health and fitness is really critical to the safety of the role, we want them to be suitably filled. So that is an area where officially it is exempt from things like the Equality Act. But because we want to embed 
the idea of EDI within our businesses, that it goes beyond just legal compliance. We'd want to be careful that within the recruitment process, we're being careful. We set clear boundaries as to the process, as to how we recruit, who we are targeting and why we might not consider others. But we want to make sure that they're clearly documented. We train our staff and our recruitment staff so that they understand the whole process of recruitment and how we consider EDI while making sure that safety critical roles are filled suitably. In addition to that, I think it's very much about how we then remove the biases that we may have ourselves, but on, but then also how they are removed within the recruitment process. So it's again how names are redacted from any applications, and that when we actually ask for any of the equality and diversity type information, are we actually using that to then best practice and actually take that on board in terms of if we're looking for that particular role and that person is great for it, what can we actually put in place to make sure that they can do the role or how can we adapt to make sure that if they are, again, great candidate, that they can take up the position? So it's about, you know, is it more around time available for them to attend and absorb more health and safety information and training? Do we look at the risk assessment and how we can adapt roles and just make sure they are done safely in whichever situation they are? But also just recognising that, again, that moral duty does exist in terms of EDI. So how do we best kind of think about them and their situation or them as a person and actually bring them into the fold? And a lot of the time it'll be about having a conversation with workers because, again, they understand the role that they're doing and actually how best someone, if they do need adaptions, can actually do that. And they're going to be able to then feed into the process and then feel as if they actually are recognised which hopefully then means that more people will be able to apply or think about applying for the particular roles as well. Yeah, and I think that idea of removing biases is really important. And sometimes we don't even realise they're there, whether we're looking at the recruitment process, we're writing policies or we're just doing our day-to-day role. We we might not recognise that we have those kind of uh, wrong pre-misconceptions. So that's really important where it's we get our employees involved, we engage with them, we consult with them on a, on a proper basis where we are listening to their experiences, we're understanding the backgrounds they come from, so that when we have their opinions, we have those before we make any changes, before we recruit, before we issue policies, so that we can promote that equal opportunity, make sure that everyone can reach the outcome because we've considered as many um, opinions as possible considering everyone else's experiences which might uh, which often will be a lot bigger and broader than our own personal experiences. So can you talk us through the benefits of a diverse workforce? Absolutely. A diverse workforce just enables you to learn from everybody in in essentially um, so that you can actually pick up things that you may never have considered or you may never have thought of before. Um, So, you know, people's different backgrounds and experiences will drive their behaviour, but ultimately that also helps actually direct our policies, processes, risk assessments, whatever it is that we're looking for in terms of health and safety, they can give us good feedback so that we can develop it and also consider something we haven't before. Yeah, and I think we as OSH professionals, as I said, we've got a lot of influence in organisations because we sit in so many different areas and we fill lots of different roles. So if we, within our own 
working practices and even our own safety departments are considering uh, having a diverse workforce. That's not only going to benefit how we practice OSH within a business, it's going to benefit the entire business, especially when those practices are replicated uh, across the board. And we're seeing lots of different backgrounds being involved because that way you get a, a more variety of solutions to problems. You get different experiences and different skill sets, which are really important in a, a modern workforce. So how do you hope to implement this in your business, Tom? Well, I think it's um, really important because sometimes it's easy to fall into some bad habits. So what I wanted to do is really get together the the group of um, staff who reflect those diverse backgrounds within uh, an organisation. And so we're going to create a working uh, group. So all together from different backgrounds, uh, with different characteristics, all those sorts of people are represented. So we can discuss uh, some of these uh, issues that they face and some of the ways that we can improve it because we just need a, a baseline to know where we are and where we need to go. And hopefully part of that working group, I hope to include them when uh, OSH want to roll out new policies or procedures or programs to make sure we're considering them as part of that and we're including them. And this is a, a working goal. So hopefully that will develop over time and we'll see that develop across different areas of the particular organisation I work with. I agree with Tom. I absolutely am looking to, to work with others in my organisation to make sure that whenever we're looking at anything health and safety, it does reflect them and get their feedback straight away. Um, other things that I think are great as ways to actually kind of, you know, remove biases and actually implement EDI really successfully is really understanding yourself and actually where you may have biases. So when you attend unconscious bias training, you can really kind of understand where we may actually have biases that we never even considered, but actually they do exist. And also it's a way to avoid confirmation biases so, you know, as OSH professionals, we'll often work with certain individuals or certain people, but by opening up to others, we can really get that feedback and implement something like a 360 degree feedback system for ourselves and others so that they can see where to improve. And I think ultimately what we need to do is focus on facts first rather than our kind of um, constant assumptions that we may have on things and on people um, and continually kind of you know work on that data and analyze it with others is going to be successful and make sure that EDI really works with the OSH profession and with us um, ourselves. Well thank you both that's really interesting to hear both your perspectives on what I guess is becoming a very very topical subject. Could you direct our listeners to any further resources? I think the, the best resource that anybody can use is the Future Leaders community. Um, it's, it's filled with a diverse group of people from across the world, and it does provide an opportunity to chat. And so the LinkedIn group that exists for that is a fantastic place to start, and particularly because there is people, for example, from North America to Middle East to Asia, that we can sort of learn from how others do their roles and how they're actually interpreting a lot of the OSH kind of ways and also what they're thinking for the future and the challenges that they face particularly around technology or resources and climate change as well how that'll have effect on workers in different parts of the world so it is a great um, resource to use and to actually explore further. Yeah and even by extension the wider OSH community that takes in 
as Adam said, so many people from around the world, but also a variety of backgrounds, cultures. We've got lots of women who are coming up within uh, the community, which is brilliant to see. Um, and uh, other people who bring those characteristics along with them, but that helps to change the conversation within the OSH profession, but also within each of our individual workplaces. So get involved with the Irish community. Really great ideas. Thank you both. And thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. See you next month for another conversation on all things health and safety.